Hello everyone, this is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So on this episode of the podcast, my guest today is Esther Bangura and she's a special guest because Esther is a member of the Clever Girl Finance team and she is someone that I work with and talk to almost every single day and so I'm really excited to have her come on here to share her debt payoff story. And Esther paid off over 18,000 pounds of debt, even though she experienced a 55% decrease in her income and her husband lost his job as well. And so on this episode, she shares what led her to the point where she wanted to become debt-free, how she navigated that loss of income and the things that she did in order to get herself back on her feet and start to work towards paying off her debt to now eventually becoming debt-free. And I think Esther's story is relevant in this season because a lot of people are experiencing job losses and layoffs right now, and many people may be feeling discouraged about their financial plans. And while this is a difficult season for many, there is still opportunity and there is still light at the end of the tunnel. And so I just want to encourage you not to give up and not to lose focus. Your timeline may change, your plans may need to be adjusted, but you can still achieve your goals. But before we get into the episode with Esther, if you are new to the podcast or you have been listening to the podcast for a while and you are yet to subscribe, please subscribe. You can subscribe everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you are loving the podcast, be sure to leave a review so that other women just like you can find this podcast and use it as a resource as well. And be sure to stop by Clever Girl Finance right now. All 30 plus of our courses are currently free in this season, and I would love for you to take advantage of this resource and share it with as many people as you can. We put our heart into creating those courses and this is just one way that we can support our community by helping them in the way that we can to work on improving their finances and work on improving their lives given the fact that many people are being impacted financially by what is going on. So stop by clevergirlfinance.com and check out those courses and please share to anyone that you think might need them. And finally, we just launched a new video series on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. Just head on over to YouTube and search Clever Girl Finance, and it is called Real Women Talk Money. And on this video series, my girlfriends and I have great conversation on all things money from relationships to career to circle of influence to saying no, and we just had a ton of fun. So stop by the YouTube channel to check this out. Okay, so let's get into the episode with Esther. Esther, you and I have worked together for... Um, over a year, and I talk to you pretty much every single day. She's on, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm here. I'm so excited. That's why I'm like quiet. I'm just like, oh, I'm usually listening to the podcast. Now I'm on the podcast. <laughs> yes, and you are on. So, we, like I said, we, you, we talk almost every day, and you live yeah. in the UK. So, you live on another continent, which is yes, really do. interesting. And we met over, I'm sure you're going to share this story, but I'll just give some like pre highlights. But you and oh. I met online, right? Like online. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> the reason why you're on this podcast today, right, um, as part of the team, is more importantly because you recently became debt free. Yeah. And I am really excited for you. You shared it with Yay. the community and with the team. Um, but yeah, I want you to tell us all about that. So um, for people who don't know who Esther is, who is Esther? So I live in London. 
Um, and I've lived in London pretty much, uh, yeah, pretty much all of my life, I'd say. And um, I'm married. Um, and my husband and I, we, we both work full-time jobs as well. Um, and I stumbled across Clever Girl Finance. It was, in, it was towards the end of 2017. And it was actually a guy friend who introduced me to Clever Girl. He sent me uh, one of your YouTube videos. He sent it to me via WhatsApp. Um, and at the time, he didn't know, but I was really struggling with my finances. Um, and so I watched one of your videos. And by the time I knew it, I was on your website. And then I signed up to your program. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> you know what's funny? You signed up. And I remember, like, you were kind of, I think you had sent me a couple emails saying, oh, you know, this is very helpful, et cetera. And then I had put a post in our community at the time saying I needed someone to help me part-time with Clever All Finance. And yes. um, I always like to put positions in our community first because, you know, like a lot of women who are part of our community and not, you know, not just our community, but these are women firsthand who are actively working on improving their finances. And you're like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I, I believed so much in your program. It helped me so much. And I saw how much value there was in it. You know, like once you do the work, and you're ready to commit to the journey of becoming financially free, whether it's paying off debt or building your savings or just learning how to manage your finances better on a day-to-day basis, like it works, you know, and it worked with me. And I was like, wow, I would love to be able to have the opportunity to help other women to, you know, experience this amazing thing that I'm experiencing because it really is doable. And your program made it very easy for me to achieve that because it was structured and that was what I needed at the time. Yeah. And first of all, thank you. And I, I have to tell everybody listening that Esther has inspired a lot of what you see in Clarell Finance. Um, I think sometimes when you are on the other side of something, you're the creator, you know, when I'm creating stuff or I'm working on content or I'm creating plans for like our writers and the rest of the team, it's easy to take the impact that what you're doing is having on other people for granted because you're not with them firsthand. And because Esther was actively going through becoming debt-free and leveraging the resources, she was able to give a lot of feedback and just share like every time she made a milestone. And that was so insightful. And it also made me as, you know, someone who was like, okay, I want to create this to help just made me feel like, wait a minute, especially on those days where I felt like, oh my God, am I wasting my time? It made me feel like wow, I'm doing something worthwhile, yeah. and so yeah, a lot, a lot of things you'll see on Clever Girl Finance, um, you know, have been inspired by Esther, and I'm really, really glad to have you as part of our team. You are amazing. Oh, <laughs> I just had to say that. Thank you, thank you. I am also i I consider it an honor. I absolutely do. Um, just to be on the inside of Clever Girl Finance and to really see the difference that we're making, because I I see it every day. And just my experience having joined the program, being a part of the team, I've also been able to help so many people, you know, in the UK and pass on the word about improving their finances. So thank you as well. Yay. Okay, so let's let's get into the gist of things. So you recently paid off about 18,000 pounds of debt, right? Yes. And yeah. um, so I know that your enough it was is enough moment was when you joined Clarabelle Finance. But what was what led up to you saying, you know what, my friend sent me this program, 
or send me this YouTube video because you didn't have to watch it, right? What led you to that point? You're like, okay, I, I can't take this debt anymore. I want to do something about it. So during that period, um, I, my husband and I decided to both do a career change. So he um, decided to become a qualified electrician and I wanted to move on to a more office-based environment within my organization. So we both decided to go part-time. So we, we reduced our working hours by half and we didn't plan it. So in our heads, we thought, oh yeah, you know, we'll just make a few cuts here and there. You know, maybe we'll stop going to Costco and we'll stop eating out every day. But I actually didn't realize how much I was wasting the money that we were earning whilst we were working full time. So we had quite good salaries. You know, we had good salaries. We had money coming in every month, but we wasn't saving. We had so much debt. And I didn't realize how bad it was until I lost 55% of my salary going part time and studying. And we were 800 pounds short every single month. And that's when it hit me that I really needed to get my act together because I realized that, you know, like when you're living with your parents, you say to yourself, oh, you know, when I move out and I have my own place, I have my own job, then I'll start managing my finances better. And then you move out and you get the job and it's still the same. And then you convince yourself, okay, once I've got this promotion, I just need to earn 500 pounds or $500 more every month and I'll be fine. And you get the promotion, but you're still not managing. And it's like this vicious cycle. And here I am now, I'm married and I have nothing to show for this amazing job that I I have. And that was what hit me. And so when I watched the video, um, being as low as I was, and I didn't have the confidence to share it with anyone, like I, I felt so much guilt, so much shame, you know, because I thought, well, everybody else is managing their money well, you know. And then I watched the video and I was so motivated and it gave me hope that, okay, as bad as things are, I can fix this. And so that's where the journey began. You know, I never asked you what video it was. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know something? I don't even remember. Like (laughs) A video, that's great. (laughs) It was a, yeah, it was a video. Like I'm sure it was, it was, I think, oh, I remember it. So it was how you, it was how you saved 100K. Uh, it so was that video. It was your story and your journey. It was that video. I, I remember it now, yeah. That video really inspired me and it gave me so much hope to just believe that, okay, as bad as things are, you know, I can actually do something about it. So for those of you listening, to put it in context, 18,000 pounds is about $20,000 and then, you said you are short 800 pounds every month, which is, depending on the day you look at it, between 900 and $1,000. So you know, if you're trying to equate it to like US dollars, that's what it's about. And yeah. so you got to this point where, you know, you were short, your income was dropped, was cut by 55%. You were going through a career change. You're in school. Your husband is doing, you know, something similar and, um, you're ready to get your finances in order. So yeah. what were some of the specific things that you did you know, um, to start paying off your debt? So I think the first thing was just accepting where I was. So just accepting my current status. And one of the challenges that we did was to organize your finances. And so when I did that challenge, um, I was able to see exactly where I was and get clarity on my situation. So how how much do I owe? Who do I owe? 
Um, and do I have their contact details? Where's the terms and conditions? What's the interest rate? Um, giving them a call and finding out, you know, can I settle this amount or what's the minimum I should be paying? Because it got to the point where I had stopped paying um, or I was just literally paying whatever I could afford to pay. So I think the first thing was just gaining clarity on how much debt I had and contacting all my creditors and explaining my situation to them. Um, and they asked for proof, obviously. So I had to like fill out several spreadsheets of how much income was coming in and all of my bills and debts. Um, and so because of that, they were able to agree with me to pay I was paying £30 every month on all of my bills because that was what I could afford. Um, so that was the first thing. And then the second thing I had to do was um, we had to accept the fact that, okay, based on our current situation, because we're studying and with our income, there's no way that we can pay extra towards our debt. So our first priority was to, to increase our income. So whilst we were paying just... £30 on all of our debts. We then decided to, you know, apply for full-time jobs so that we can double our income and have more money to pay towards debt. Um, once we did that, it took about three months for us to get to a place where we doubled our income. But as well, I started budgeting from day one. And I think that has been the key. So even when I didn't have money to budget, I budgeted. And even when, you know, my, my budget didn't balance and it didn't look good, I still budgeted. And so because I knew everything I needed to know about my finances, I already had a plan in place of what I would do with the extra money once it comes in. And that really helped me because once I, once we started to work full time again, I already had the budget in place. I knew exactly where the money was go going to go. So it was easy for me to transition. Um, and obviously, because we were earning a bit extra, you know, where we had a very low budget towards food, I was able to increase those amounts slightly. But the priority of our budget was to pay off debts. Um, so other things I did as well was to be very open in the community and to share my progress, as you mentioned earlier, because I feel like when you're on this financial journey, like I said earlier, whether it's paying off debts or saving money or just generally trying to adopt um, good financial habits, you need support. It's not something that you can do on your own. And so what made it easy for me, not just to start the process, but to also stay committed to it, was being um, in a very supportive community. So the Clever Girl community really helped me, just sharing my updates on a weekly basis, sharing both my ups and downs. And I had a lot of them. I had a lot of knockbacks and challenges and just, you know, receiving that support and encouragement from the women and from the platform that really motivated me to keep going. Yeah. And, you know, I agree. Our community is pretty awesome. If I may say Yay. so ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> I've met a lot of, you know, amazing women that are going through their journey, starting their journey on the other side of, you know, paying off debt and everybody is at different spaces with their finances. Yeah. And just that positive energy, just that adjusted mindset motivates all of us, including myself. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, 
my goal is always to have a, a community that is about no shame and no judgment and the women exude that as well and yeah. so yeah I'm really really proud of the community that we have and the women who are there and the progress that that they have made and um if you're listening and you want to join our community um come on over our courses are free right now all of Yay. our courses are free and our community is there and they will welcome you with open arms and you can engage with us and just find that safe space i mean not what i found in talking to when i used to do one-on-one coaching which is how I started Clever All Finance, I did a lot of one-on-one coaching. I found that a lot of women were not in that space where they could talk to people around them about their financial matters because they were ashamed. They didn't want people to know or they didn't want to be judged or they just didn't have anybody who had enough financial literacy you know, done better than them to even want to have a conversation. So um, I'm glad that you, you know, took it upon yourself to make the change because you wanted to make the change. I think sometimes people will say, well, I can only pay $30 a month or I have to, I have to create this, negotiate this payment plan and I can only afford to pay this amount. So what's the point of even trying to pursue any bigger goals, but you were on small payment plans based on your income. And even despite that, you took it upon yourself to figure out how to still get your finances in order. And because of that mindset, it led you to a lot of other things, right? Like your job, increasing your income, et cetera. So I'd love for you to share just more about how you went from, okay, minimum payments to then accelerating your debt payment to get to paying it all off in full. Yeah. So what I did is, is apart from increasing my food budget uh, with an extra 50 pounds or $70 a, a month, I, we stay, we, we lived frugal. So we didn't go out to eat. We canceled all of our um, subscriptions. We had cinema subscriptions. I shopped at like the cheapest um, supermarket um, that I could find. I meal prepped. I kept all my expenses as low as I could. Um, so I knew that, okay, every month I could afford. So every, once with our increased salary, we had an extra 800 pounds. So I was then able to use the snowball method um, and split that 800 pounds across our debts. And so the way I did it is I paid a hundred pounds. So although I agreed to pay 30 pounds, that was the agreement in place. And that didn't change. I would pay a hundred pounds to each debt and using the snowball method, I would pay off the lowest amount. Um, and then once I paid that off, I took the money that I was contributing to that debt and moved it on to the other. And just seeing the columns in my budget reduce was just so amazing. So every few months I would see one debt go away and another debt go away. Um, so that was one of the ways that I did it, but I also establish daily rituals. So even though I had extra money coming in, I think it's very tempting to want to kind of give yourself a pay rise, you know, um, because the journey is very long when you're paying off debt, depending on how much you have, it can be a depressing journey. Um, so one of the things that I did is, is we created, you know, daily rituals where, you know, we'll review our budget. Um, we'll, we'll look at how much our debt is decreasing. We'll have date nights at home. Um, just things to kind of keep us going. And whenever we achieved a big milestone, we'll celebrate. So after every, debt we paid off 
we would treat ourselves to 100 pounds and either go for a really nice meal or go for a shopping spree and just blow 100 pounds and then continue again the next month. And that just helped me to stay committed um, on the journey because it is a long process. So it took me 22 months to pay off my debts. Um, Initially, I wanted to take 18 months, but I had a few challenges along the way with my car, which meant I had to contribute money towards getting my car fixed. But also, I, I, I stayed very patient with myself. And I think sometimes people can be quite hard on themselves when they're trying to achieve any goal in life, you know. And like I said, because it is a long journey, I really had to be patient with myself. I had to go into this, you know, thinking about the, the end goal, with the goal in mind and thinking of this as being long term not just a destination that I want to reach, but actually this is a lifestyle that I want to build. So it was important for me to be patient with myself, to be able to get to the point where I was debt-free. But using the snowball method and clearing the debts off every two months, that really helped me and motivated me to keep going. And I love the fact that you gave yourself that splurge money, right? And people always ask that question, well, I I feel like all I'm doing is paying debt. Like, I feel like all I'm doing is trying to get debt free and I can't enjoy my life. What can I do? And it's okay for you to have, you know, splurge money within reason as you accomplish a goal. You met all your debt payments for this month and it's okay. Treat yourself to that $50 manicure within reason. You just want to make sure that as you're splurging, it's not throwing you off balance, but at the same time, you're still able to find small ways to stay motivated. And that's where you start to see success. I think some people take the approach of getting out of debt as all or nothing, you know, I have to go all in. And then, you know, this paying off debt takes time. You have to go through the motions and there are going to be days after you get off of that high of like, yeah, I have a plan where you're just like, oh my God, look at how much debt I have. Oh my God, how did I do this? Oh my God, you know, I didn't get that bonus paycheck. Oh my God, I have all these other expenses. You're going to have so many, oh my God, stressor moments. Like you're going to have things that will set you back. Like just having that $50, that $25, even $10 to buy your coffee, whatever can make all the difference in your mindset and help you adjust moving forward. Um, And if you guys can hear my kids, you know, this is a new normal. (laughs) We are all quarantined, (laughs) but we're making progress. So my kids are in the background. Um, And, you know, I remember the time when you guys had um, a car accident and your car was totaled. And you had the choice to go get a new car and add to your debt or take public transportation and pay off your debt. And you chose to take public transportation. You decided that who wanted to be debt-free bad enough and you were going to do what it took to get out of that debt. And that meant getting out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. Um, Because you were traveling far and your husband was traveling to different places for his job and he had to take public transportation. Um, Yeah. You know, and and that was not fun. It's not always fun. It's not. And that was, I I feel that as, as you make progress in one area with your finance, like the job's not done, Right. So just because I've paid off debt, that's not the end of it. Um, And so when our car was was totaled, um, it was like, okay, we were so used to having a car. Like the easiest thing was to just go get another car. Just use some of that money and just put it down, put a high down payment and go and get another car on finance. And we, we really had to sit down and it took us like a number of weeks just having conversations and really thinking about, okay, 
where where we're at and where we're going and how whether getting a new car or a used car buying any car how that was going to help us in our financial goals and so because I work for I work for transport and so I get free travel and my husband gets free travel so it's like okay we both have free travel so we could just travel we could use public transportation um we don't really need a car and as well you know this is probably the first time I'm even saying this you know out loud but the car that we had it was a beautiful car but we were paying so much money just to have it parked it was just sitting you know in the drive for like 16 mm-hmm. hours a day and so for me just realizing how much progress i made in my finances and the fact that my car got hit twice without me even being in it i just thought what is this piece of metal that i'm paying for every month <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not helping me towards any of my financial goals so it was a really tough decision but my husband and i kind of agreed that okay you know something let's not rush um let's just use public transport and what we did though is we have like a $100 Uber budget every month. So we have a £100 that we put aside every month for Uber. So in case the weather's bad or we just need to get somewhere or he's traveling far for work and is the public transportation is not that great, then we know that we can get Uber. And so that's how we've been able to get around. But also the money that we were we were paid after the car was totaled we used it to clear like our final debts which was amazing it was like <laughs> the best feeling ever it's like finally and i i even though the car was totaled i look at it as like just a blessing in disguise because we mm-hmm. had worked so hard towards reducing the numbers and we had like a few thousand left and it just meant that we could go into 2020 being debt free and so we cleared off our debts and we used the extra money that was left to put towards our emergency fund and it's like the best feeling ever <laughs> and that's amazing right because when you get on the other side it's like you said it is the best feeling ever you you don't have to worry about that debt obligation all that money you were putting to those payments can now get designated to something else that is yep. that's a huge a huge deal it is it is and and like i said it's like now that i've become debt free like it it doesn't end there there's still other temptations that come because now you think oh i've got this extra money you know all that fun that i didn't have all these two years i'm going to play catch up and so every day is a challenge every day i have to you know have that conversation with myself and remind myself of the feeling that i had when i watched your video and how i never want to have that feeling again like i want to remain where i am now where i don't have to think about um are my bills going to be covered this month or oh my gosh i'm going to get another charge because that bill is late and i'm moving money here and there and it's just never enough i don't have to worry about that um and so i choose that state of mind every day you know to just be at peace and to just not worry about finances but i i'm still challenged you know like recently we were um because they sent my husband to some really far place to work and with everything that's going now with coronavirus it's like if they cancel transportation and he's taking uber then it's going to cost a lot and again we had to sit down and think okay are we now going to use our emergency fund to buy a car 
when we don't know how long this thing will last. It could be a short-term thing. It could be a long-term thing. And so for us, it's really thinking about the decisions that we're making and being honest with ourselves and just being patient with it. I think before we would make quick, rash decisions and we'll panic at things like this. And we were actually laughing because we we went to view some cars and we went to um, a dealership and we walked away, you know, we're not, not take buying a car. And whilst <laughs> we're on our way home, we were laughing because we said, oh my goodness, we've actually come a long way. Because if that was the Esther and John two years ago, we would have left with a car because we would have been too ashamed to go all the way there and tell the dealer, the dealer that we don't want to buy. Yeah. You know, whereas now it's like, actually, I don't owe it to anybody. It's my money, you know, and I have a say of what I do with it. So, yeah, like we, we've come a long way and I still think that there's progress to be made. I don't think anybody should feel comfortable, you know, like don't get too comfortable because there's so much temptation out there. Um, and I think for us, it's like now that we're de- debt free, the challenge is to remain debt free and to continue to walk in our truth and to continue to allow what we've built last for a very long time. And I love that. And so for anyone who's listening to this podcast episode that is just in that space where they're going through the process, they're getting started, they're just like this, they've decided that they want to pay off their debt. What advice would you give them? I think I would first advise them to commit to that journey. So once they've decided that they want to be debt-free, commit to becoming debt-free. You know, stay on that path until you get there and you will get there. That, that's the very first thing because, because there's going to be challenges if you don't commit to the journey at the slight issue or the slight challenge, you know, you be derailed and you give up. That's the first thing. The second thing I'd say is to educate yourself educate yourself about finances, whether it's reading financial books, listening to financial podcasts, Clever Girl, of course, um, you know, and just being around <laughs> people that want to achieve similar goals to you, you know, so sharing your goal with someone else who's trying to be debt-free and supporting each other in the journey and just really educating yourself and making that education a part of your everyday. I had to learn new things about money you know what what's net worth you know what is what like what is good debt what is bad debt I had to learn all of that what is a budget you know how do I do a debt repayment plan um and so don't be afraid to learn be open to learning and learn as much as you can on a daily basis and when you learn it apply it you know and you don't have to be in a rush so when I joined Clever Girl um every everything I learn, I will have like a few weeks where I'll apply what I've learned, you know, and then I'll go back and, and consume the content again and then apply what I, I learned. Because otherwise you can learn and consume so much information that it's not really helping you because you're not applying it. So apply what you learn, be a part of a community, commit to the goal and definitely do a budget because your budget's what's going to help to give you structure and your budget will be your basically your financial plan to become in debt free. I love it. So I, I think these are really great tips that you have shared and your proof that this has worked and you know it's worked for you and you know I definitely know that your story is going to inspire other people and you know to be honest 
this is not about Clever Girl Finance. You don't have to take a course. You don't have to join our community. But I think in order to get to that other side, you have to set the intention and you have to take action in whatever way or form that that means to you and staying consistent with it, putting in the effort and stepping out of your comfort zone. That is what's critical. It's not about who you go with or what doctrine you follow, you know, it's about you. It's about you taking the action. It's about you finding the support that you need and you staying consistent and powering through, even though it gets difficult. Um, So Esther, thank you so much for sharing. And um, thank you. (laughs) Before I let you go, I'd love for you to tell everybody, what is your clever girl superpower? So my clever girl superpower, I would say is, is my ability to make my budget work. I think it's that. I, like I, that. I don't know what to call it, but I just, when it comes to my budget, it's it's my everything. You know, um, just being able to make my budget work for me. Um, yeah, it's my kind of superpower. And you are a super budgeting expert, you know, and so, um, and you do budgets really well. You um, help to create our budgeting course, you know. <laughs> I did, and that so, was, that well was so much fun. <laughs> Yeah. So please share where everyone can reach you, your personal Instagram. Like she is part of Clever Girl Finance, but Esther has other things going on too. So feel free to share. Um, and I'm sure some ladies will want to reach out to ask you questions. Sure. So um, you can find me on Instagram at boss of my money and you see my name is Esther Bangura. Um, yeah. Or if you're already in the Clever Girl um, community, then you can hit me up there. Just tag at Esther in our Facebook yeah. group. <laughs> Thank you so much, Esther, for being Thank here. You, I appreciate Bola. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode with Esther. I was really excited to be able to record and share her journey and story with you, especially as a member of our Clever Girl Finance community. And I hope she has inspired and motivated you to work on achieving your own goals. Again, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast and you love what you're listening to, please subscribe everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening.